Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato, it's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into SENZ. Dean Butler with you here tonight, filling in for Ricardo Ball. And, of course, Ian Jones is with us, Carmo, for Chiefs Mana on Tuesday, June the 14th. Now, I have been uh, informed that, uh, Carmo, you've taken a few antidepressants to keep your mood up after the weekend. How are you feeling, my friend? Now, kia ora, Dean. Uh, kia ora, listeners. Now, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. If you looked at the last year's season and you looked at this Chiefs season and you sat at, at the start of it and say, OK, a semi-final spot is what this team is good enough to achieve... Bang, we tick that off. Right? Oh, yeah. May, absolutely, Dean, no question about that. Once you're in the big dance, you want to go to the next stage and go right to the top. But from where this team was, uh, with, and I know every team had injuries, but um, you know, the fluctuating nature of the season, I still think I mean, you should, as Chiefs fans, um, and certainly I am in this camp very proud of the team to where they got to, um, had some um, uh, amazing performances, winning away. And Christchurch is pretty rare. They couldn't repeat that. <laughs> sure is. But then when they've set the line in the sand, Dean, so you know, next year it's a home semi is kind of the goal. Right from a home semi, well, then there's opportunities. And just very quickly, this is normally meant to be the Super <laughs> South. Jeff Wilson's normally in the 7 to oh, 7.30. Is that right? Yeah. Ah. Uh, Chiefs Man is 7.30 to... Eight, so if you've, you've tuned in listening for Goldie, well, remember Highlanders fans, they didn't make the big dance. They didn't. Uh, so we, Jeff Wilson was retired to stud last week, and uh, I've come in to talk cheese for a whole hour. A whole hour. So, Dean, it's nice to have you on the mic. Uh, great to have your company, and yeah. nice to have the company of listeners as well. Absolutely, Carmo. Yeah, you're right. You're right about the Chiefs, mate. The trend is your friend. You've gone here, you go there, you go there next year. And before we get to some more questions, I should invite the listeners in because they may well want to ask you some questions too. If you've got anything, listeners, please uh, give us a text on double eight double three double eight double three. Anything you want to ask Carmo about the Chiefs, the All Blacks, whatever, or you can give us a call 0800 150 811. That's 0800-150-811. Now, just back to that game, Carmo. It was a spectacular game in many aspects, but for me, and I was watching it, I honestly thought the Chiefs were going to come home in that second half. I genuinely did. What were you watching? Were you thinking it's going to happen? It's going to happen? Or what were you thinking? Dean, when I watch a game like that, my innards just get tied up in these <laughs> knots, right? I just so desperate for the guys, whether it's the All Blacks that you want to play well, yeah. or North Harbour, or Northland, or the Chiefs, what we're talking at the moment, when you're so desperate for your team to win and you know it's going to be a struggle, you know the opposition is class. And before we talk too much about the Chiefs, and I will answer your, that, that question, Dean, we do need to tip the hat yes. to the Crusaders. This was, their fans absolutely should be very, very proud yeah. of the team's performance. That was kind of Rugby 101, wasn't it? Just huge defensive effort. The way they just picked themselves up and kept making those tackles. They were caring for each other. They were just tackling their hearts out. It was out. unbelievable. And, and the thing that, really, look, 
absolutely raising the coaching staff. They need to be commended. But the thing that really struck out for me, and I don't know who the guy is, but um, whoever's the head of their strength and conditioning, their condition, these guys were fit. Yeah, they were, they were relentless in the approach. And boy, that is energy sapping stuff. When you're having to make that many tackles, when you're having to get back up on your feet, go forward all the time. And I was just absolutely applauding their fitness, their yeah. tenacity, their leadership, of course, for Scotty Barrett. But uh, no doubt he doesn't get a lot of mentions. And I, unfortunately, I don't know the guy's name. Mm. Uh, but whoever is it. And he deserves. He, I think, absolutely deserves a lot of applause. Because you've been in these big games yourself, Carmo, and you would know. And I was thinking the same thing. They must be exhausted. It was the record number of tackles in any game forever. It was just that big, and yet they got up every time. Is that purely down to the strength and conditioning coach thing? That's the the main... Well, I, I mean, I think that's absolutely a big part of it because, mm. you know, if you stay on the ground an extra two or three seconds because you are buggered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, there's plenty of other words you can use, <laughs> then, then you're leaving you know, someone else to either tidy up for you or leaving a hole at that defensive line. So, yeah, I think strength, uh, the fitness, big tick. But the other thing is, um, and clearly they've developed this, and this is why they're a championship side. Mm. They trust in each other. They yeah. trust that, Dean, you're going to make the tackle and you're going to get up off, off your ass and make the second tackle. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about you getting up and making that tackle because I trust you. Yeah. Um, and when teams aren't doing that, when you're staying on the ground a second longer because... You just want to, you, you, you know, you're buggered. Absolutely. Well, then I, I'll, leave, I'll lose trust in you. Yeah. And when you lose trust in your teammates, and that's what, once again, the Crusaders had trust. Yeah. They had many things, but gee, they were good. Um, so tip my hat to them, tip my hat to the performance, the fitness and conditioning, of course. But the Chiefs, getting back to the team we yeah. should be talking <laughs> sorry, about, sorry, and the team we care so much about. I mean, I think the Chiefs, did everything they wanted to do in that game. They were patient. Yes. They had ball retention. Yeah. Uh, they tried to apply pressure. It's just that they couldn't break down this very good opposition. So I believe the game plan that they went in with was, was really good because this Chiefs team is very good when they hold the ball for multiple phases. Absolutely. Uh, in the end, they couldn't find the mismatches. In the end, they couldn't get over the game line and make the momentum that they needed to do. Maybe... When, when you review it, Dean, you could look back and say, hey, should we have made a change earlier uh, when, when it wasn't working? Well, they believed and trusted what they were doing, mm. and they tried to break it down. They didn't break it down because they're up against a bloody champion side. Yeah, because that was the thing. You, you're so right, Kama. Even last night, uh, talking with Justin Marshall and the listeners, there were some people who suggested that uh, did the Chiefs choke? Marshy shut them down. I didn't agree with them either. And I think it was just a, Hercu a Herculean effort from the Crusaders to keep the Chiefs out. That's pretty much how it was. And, mate, we talked about this a lot right throughout the season, Dean, that home advantage, in my opinion, is a real thing. Oh, I yes. mean, you look at any sport uh, through the generations, and, and it's, a it's a real thing. Conditions are tough, right? And when it's another factor... And we're not going to get into refereeing decisions, but it happens in every sport. Oh. Um, you get hometown calls. Yep. Uh, multiple penalties may against go against the, the away team. Yeah. And that happens in sport. That is what home advantage is about. You ride the home advantage. You earn the right to have a home advantage. Mm. And get back to my point at the start when when we're goal setting at the start of the year and a semi-final absolutely should have been a goal for the, the Chiefs. A home semi-final next year should be 
with, with the Chiefs wrap because a home semi-final gives you a great chance of winning it. It sure does. And we talked about it last night too. There was a lot of talk uh, about possibly you know when the new stadium in, in Christchurch gets built. But in saying that, the Crusaders have been unbeaten for so many playoff games at Orange Theory Stadium. You could quite safely argue, let's just keep playing here because opposition teams hate it, even though the stadium itself is an Arctic hellhole. Mate, I'm sure the opposition hate it. In fact, I know <laughs> the opposition hate it. I've been a spectator there. The spectators hate it. And in their, in their most honest moments, even Scott Robinson and the Crusaders must hate it. But that's where they have to play. Yeah. That is the cards they have been dealt. That is where you have to go and play. And, and let's, God forbid, let's let's all throw some money and to get themselves a big stadium yeah. down there because I, I would just, and this off topic once more, but it would friggin' do your head in, wouldn't you? If you were a rape player, not even just in Christchurch, but the wider yeah. kind of South Island and thing, just get your act together. Mate, let's pull some money. Let's throw some tin into the kitty and get this thing built. It's just ridiculous. Just something. You're right. And the longer it goes on, as we've seen, the more money it's going to cost. It does your head in. Oh, boy. Keep your texts coming in uh, as well. Double eight, double three. If there's anything you want to ask Kamo about the Chiefs, about the All Blacks, anything you like, he's coming off the ropes tonight. Double eight, double three. Or give us a call. 0800-150-811. That's 0800-150-811. We mentioned uh, before Kamo refereeing decisions, et cetera, possibly... Cards has been a big, big, big point in the past couple of games. It seems to me when I watch it, it's like, is that really a card? And when you give that card, you kind of put yourself into a corner because if it happens again, you have to do it again. What's your take on these cards and your thoughts? Yeah, Dean, I can't keep on going on about it because it hasn't just been the last two weeks. Yeah. It's been an issue. It's been the whole year. So I've yeah. had my kind of rant on it and, and, and everyone's had their rants on it. You know, in my opinion, and I've said this, on this radio, red card to me is a um, premeditated malice, dirty, dirty, you know, yeah. stiff arm, ruck, kick, whatever Agreed. the case may be. And you know, and you you listen on radio, or you read the newspapers, and everyone is complaining about it. Everyone has got an opinion. So you think, well, why the hell are we not changing it? Yeah. Why have we not got the balls to change it and say these are these are rugby collisions that we're seeing? I mean, in the weekend, let's talk about the weekend. We've got to talk about the Chiefs game. Absolutely. Of course, Nick Perry. Nick Perry is a rugby guy. Mm. Right? He understands rugby. He understands contact. And you may have read more papers than me, but I haven't seen, like we never see any weekend, an explanation from Nick Perry telling us as rugby fans what should Quintu Pai have done in that <laughs> moment. So he's got a guy who's six foot four coming towards him, standing upright. Yep. Quintapai is down there, so he's got some bend in his knees to make a tackle, probably around the belly button, yep. but maybe around the chest area, right? Absolutely. So that's that's all lined up, ready to go. Mate, this is going to be a big contact. Okay, so Nick Berry then tells us Quintupai should have premeditated <laughs> that Pablo Matoy was going to drop the ball, but also drop two foot. <laughs> that's right. So so he so he in, in Nick Berry's opinion, Quintupai should have premeditated that. So he had two options. He should have premeditated it and, and looked to tackle around the knees because that's so. That's crazy. He, he wasn't yeah. talking about the bend in the knees. He mm. wanted him to bend in the hips. So he had, that's where he had to, to tackle. Right. Uh, no one's taught to tackle around the knees. He had to talk around that, that, the hips or he had to vanish. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was his two alternatives. That's your options. Yeah. So Nick, would, should Nick Bear have had the courage to say, okay, no malice, because he's absolutely no malice. Oh, zero. Because Nick, zero. Nick, 
Berry once again, in his opinion, knew there was no contact because mm. he didn't send him off for HIA. So he knew there was no no force in the tackle. No. He knew Pablo wasn't injured because mm. he allowed him to stay on there. So that's that's all tick, 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 Well, that's tick, what right? we were all thinking as well, yeah. So so that's Nick Berry's interpretation. Yeah. So should he have been in a posi- position and have the balls to say, this is a rugby collision. This happens in rugby. Even at the worst, yeah. sorry, mate, I'm going to have to penalise you. At the worst. Yeah. But to yellow card him in a situation like that, and that's... Mate, we we talk about this every weekend. It does. It does. And I rant about it every weekend. So sorry, <laughs> listeners, we're moving on. <laughs> Fair call. Fair call, Karma. I tell you what, uh, keep your texts coming in. Double eight, double three, double eight, double three. Anything you want to ask Karma about, except cards, or give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. I tell you what, Karma, we'll take a break. You can have some happy juice. We'll come back <laughs> and we'll talk some more blacks. Thank. You. Welcome back into Chiefs Mana. Dean Butler with you here tonight for Lennon for Ricardo Ball. Uh, Ian Jones is with us. If you've got any if you've got any questions you want to ask Kamo, please text us in double eight double three or give us a call 0800-150811. That's 0800-150811. And of course, Kamo, the big news was yesterday the naming of the All Blacks for the upcoming test against the Irish. What did you make of it? Was there anyone you were surprised about or anyone you thought, oh, geez, should have been there? No, never surprised, Dean, in a, uh, an all-black naming squad. I'm just very proud of all the men. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to all of them, their families. Of course, whether it's your first time getting your name read out, Dean, or the hundredth time getting your name read out, it's an absolute special, special moment for you and those close around you. It's a, it's a magical day. Um, you know, every, everyone is nervous Yes. Uh, leading up to the announcement. You're often just listening for your name to be read out, and it's a wonderful relief. Uh, when it is read out. So, no, very proud of them. Of course, the new caps. What an absolute moment. You know, the only first time you ever get named in All Black squad for the first time is, is that first time. And what a wonderful day. And just see some of the reactions, oh. the reactions of the families. It makes me immensely proud. So, firstly, being All Black and, yes. and, and going looking back in your own time and those special moments. Um, what was yeah. it like for you, Kamu, when you were first? Who was around you? Was it your mum, your dad, your brother? Where were you? Well, it was, a, it was a long, drawn-out story, but this was in 1989, of course. It was a, We were uh, at the end of the NPC season. There was some speculation that this skinny kid from Northland, <laughs> 21 years of age, was going to be picked in the All Blacks. Well, that's speculation. My mother took that as, as read, you know. Of course, she's your mum. She's and going invited to. invited the neighbourhood. Uh, so there was aunties and uncles. There was, there was a huge audience in our lounge. It was just... <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. So I was so lucky that oh. my name was read out. Richie Guy, 6 o'clock news. Um, so it was read out. And I don't know what the hell everyone would have done with the booze that was in the next door lounge and and the family sitting there. But thankfully, oh, um, uh, the speculation was true. And, yeah, it, it was incredible. I remember that uh, moment uh, I like, I, like it was yesterday, but also remember all the other moments, uh, you know, yeah. uh, 11 years with the team. And of course. They are special. So, no, I congratulate all of those yeah. those men. First cap, you know, been in there for a while. Nothing uh, and, like and, it. And though. wish them all the best. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I love stories like that, Carmo. Hey, we've actually got a caller for us here on um, Chiefs Mana. It's Paul. Uh, Paul, you've got a question for Carmo, mate. Go ahead. Oh, g'day, Dean, Ian. Um, <clears throat> I am a Chiefs supporter, but... 
Yeah, I thought your assessment was very good. I shan't moan about the cheating swine referee and all the other bad things. No, no, You're better than my mum well, again, mate. She's <laughs> still going on about it. But anyway. No, no, that was all good. The Chiefs forwards were magnificent throughout the year, and I really do just think moving forward, I'm from Pukakoe, so yeah, I was, that was a tough loss, man. Mm. Um the Chiefs forwards, absolutely magnificent. Just moving forward and possibly back a little bit, was Brett Cameron ever approached from the Chiefs? I think he's overseas, to be honest. I know he had a wonderful season with Manawa 2 mm. last MPC. I believe he's in France. So, no, I don't think he was approached, Paul. He'd already made the decision to go offshore. Um, hell of a class footballer. Um, looking at our two tens, you know, Joshuani was injured for a lot of it, and I think he could have uh, been the starting ten. But Bryn Gatlin made big, big inroads. Different type of footballer, but yeah, that's certainly an area, Paul. It's worth discussing because you look at the difference Richie Mawanga made in that particular game. A, a threat as a ten is a great asset to a side. Yes, I'm sick of being polite. <laughs> we need a first five here. <laughs> That was that, that's the truth. Yeah, you only been injured, boss, but I'm not dog on Bryn Gatlin. But yeah, Moanga made a big difference. It was patently clear the difference of that ten. So I'd like to think that I I, I think Brett Cameron's back in the country, and I would like to think that he was on the radar for the Chiefs. Okay, well, player, that, that's yeah. that's a good good tip, Paul, and it's well worth noting because you look at <laughs> Moanga. We mentioned him. We look at Brodie Barrett. The, the running threats of a 10, those two teams, yeah. you know, they're, they're both in the final, and that, that seems to be what we're after. And Joshuani, to be fair, um, could have been that for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a, it was a bit unfortunate. Well, thank you for your time, chat. Hey, no, no, Paul, before you go, mate, I just we said before, um, you know, the, oh, are, you, are you there, Paul? Oh, he's gone. Okay, I was just going to say if he agreed, if the Chiefs have had a, an upward season, I'm sure he would have, you know, from last year in terms of levels of improvement. Yeah, when you look at that Chiefs side, Dean, and I think they will welcome back and hopefully he will come back, Damien McKenzie. Oh yes, of you course, know, the uh, forgotten man of New Zealand rugby. Because one of the things we, we mentioned there, that they, I thought they had the right game plan, I thought they were very patient, they went through the multiple phases, but they couldn't find the mismatches. Yeah. Well, a guy like Damien McKenzie can find the mismatches. Yeah. Uh, and not just up, up against the forward, you know, he's got those beautiful feet, oh. so I think he would have been uh, a huge asset. You know, it was really disappointing, poor Sean Stevenson had that nasty injury uh, he's an absolute threat, both at 15, where he probably would have slotted in with the injuries that they had, or on the wing. Uh, Anton Leonard-Brown, another one they'll be welcoming oh, back course, next year. Of yeah. The difference a guy like that could make, and we just mentioned there with Paul, you know, Joshuani um, may have been that running threat at 10 that, that they may be looking for for next year. So let's hope those guys re- retain. But, you know, McKenzie and, and Leonard, uh, Anton Leonard-Brown, would be make a huge difference to that back line. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and the All Blacks, for the, from the Chiefs' side of things, Aidan Ross, a new boy in there, that's a great call, isn't it? Oh, well, fantastic, because he's worked very hard. Clearly, yeah. he's been given a bit of a pathway and a bit of a heads-up what he has to do. Yes. Um, mobility is clearly a, a, an area we want to play well for the All Blacks. Ruck speed's really important to us. Yes. But we also need to be able to dominate the set phase. We look at our losses last year to the French and the Irish, and... And the emphasis we need to put on on the scrums, uh, throwing numbers at the breakdown, Absolutely. which is going to be really important yep. to us. I mean, just look look ahead to when 
Um, we play the Wallabies, and you look at the success of the Brumbies ahead against New Zealand sides, and the numbers that they throw at the breakdown oh. is, is something we're going to have to be very wary of. Um, so a guy like Aidan Ross is a guy who will be at those breakdowns, yeah. has got the fitness and the work rate to get around. Um, I think Big Carl is probably their number one uh, loose head prop. He's a hell of a scrummager. And I guess the thing we point out, and I hate to be a correct, and I don't want to take anything... <laughs> no one likes a correct to come a, a, up. ...away from anything... Uh, but these guys aren't All Blacks. This is an All Black squad yeah, you're we're right. talking about. Good point. And, and the really hard work for all of these men, the Aiden Rosses of the world and all the new caps, yeah. um, is to become an All Black. Yeah. Uh, there's a hell of a difference. Uh, and there's a hell of a lot of work from now. And, and uh, look, it's a fantastic. <laughs> and, but they can celebrate again when they become All Blacks. Yeah, you did. Uh, this right. is an All Black squad. We're talking about. Yeah, dead so right. let's not keep on talking. They're not all blacks. They're not all blacks yet. Okay, fair call. Give us a, another question if you want for Carmo, double eight double three, or call 0800 150 811. From your neck of the woods and the Chiefs, of course, um, Carmo, Josh Lord, Tupovai'i. Excellent to see them caught up. Fantastic, because once again, with Josh Lord, he's a big man. Mm. He's a big, big unit, and yep. we need big men who can dominate the year. Once more, we talk about the set phase, but uh, kickoffs really important. Mm. Uh, restart a play and the lineouts are really important. So a guy like Josh Lord uh, on both sides, uh, defence and attack. So wonderful news that he is there. And what, what great tutelage he's going to have under oh. Bruder Retallick. Bruder Retallick, once more, immense. The guy has a... Uh, he's a and, beast, eh? Well, he was up against a beast and, and, and Scotty Barrett, who had one of the best games of rugby I've actually ever seen him play. And he's a hell of a player yep. who's played a lot of good games. Mm. Uh, but this guy just kept leading, kept pushing forward. But Retallick had the same impact. Yeah. Uh, his tackle count was high. <laughs> moving bodies at the ruck, doing what he had to do. So that was important. So if Josh Lord and Tuba Vai, which they would have done all year, just always looked to what's Retallick doing? If what, whatever Retallick's going to do, I'm going to do. Copy that, eh? Uh, and you're not going to be too far off the mark. You know, right? So I was disappointed, but... You know, Luke Jacobson, I think he's a hell of a player. I was going to ask you, there are a couple who missed out. Luke yeah, Jacobson, yeah, Brad Webber. Yeah. A lot of people had Brad Webber definitely in the mix. Yeah, I don't know if I did, to be honest okay. with you, because Brad Weber and, and Aaron Smith are pretty similar players. Too right? similar? I think in Too a way. Same, same. Nice to have those yep. contrasts. I mean, Luke Jacobson, had, for me, is a six. Right. Um, he had to play a lot at seven because of the injury. He played at eight a little bit just because of the way that they had to tinker with the squad with injuries. Big shoulders. But when you miss out on the first All Black squad of the year, doesn't mean you're not going to be in the All Blacks at some stage. One thing, That's you're only it. an injury away from getting in the team. And two things, uh, the second thing is there's an opportunity to come at some stage. So the door won't be closed on any of these guys. No. And a guy like Luke Jacobson, from what I know, the kid will be bugger it. I'm going to play so well these guys can't not pick me. Uh, Peter Gus, of course, I'm stoked Hello, about. Hello, I was going to say. Uh, wonderful, wonderful news for Peter Gus. And it's kind of the wonderful news for him and Hoskins, Dean, in my opinion, is that picking specialists. I love it. The, the All Black 15 should be 15 specialist players, not a guy who can play here or and over there if we need them. Peter Gus is a number eight. Hoskins is a number eight and a form number eight. They can get us over the gain line. Uh, Hoskins, I think, is playing well both sides of the ball. I think Peter Gus got to work really hard both attack and defence. Yeah. But in terms of gain line momentum, in terms of you know ability to attract defenders, yeah. Um, absolutely a, a worthy selection, a really exciting selection. And wouldn't you love to be in a Latoka when that team oh, was read out? How good how would that good. have been to be around those people? So, no, absolutely, 
yeah, over the moon for, for Peter Gus. Oh, fantastic. Look, you're preaching to the choir with, uh, I think we all want, and listeners, we want players specialised in that position, playing that position. One thing we don't like as fans is when players get pushed around into positions which they haven't played all season for their club, and it's like, what is going on? You know, And you can't blame the player. He's not going to say, oh, no, I'm not going to play for the All Blacks. Of course mm. he's going to say yes. But as fans, we all go, is that the right thing? You know? Well, uh, I mean, we've got such great talent, haven't we, here oh, in New Zealand, that we totally. can pick 15, the 23, or the 36, whatever yeah. the case may be. Guys who are brilliant in that position, yeah, clearly as selectors, when they go from maybe even 15 through to the, the 36, I guess you need multiple guys who can play multiple positions. That's yep. a great asset to have yep. uh, in your squad, your extended squad. But, uh, you know, if you're a lock, you're a lock. Yeah. Right? If you're a loose head prop, you're a loose head prop. Uh, if you're a hooker, you're a hooker. Right? If yep. you're 12, you're a 12. That's it. Uh, mate, if you're the fastest dude in the paddock, you're, you're on the wing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Um, but anyway, that's 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 the way my mind thinks, yeah. and I think we're good enough in this country to have specialists doing specialist roles because they're hard, Dean. They are. Playing 13 is hard. Playing 8 is hard. Yep. Playing 7, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know your lines as a 6. Mm. These are hard specialist roles, and you want to be absolutely 100% at the peak of your game understanding your position. Yeah. Right, yeah. so throw him in there. Yeah. I mean, a guy like Artie Savier is a classic example because he's good enough to play six, seven, and eight. That's right. But you know, is he is he the eight we want, or is he the six we want? Whatever it is, let's throw him in that position yeah. and make him, and he'll be the world's best at it. And keep him there. Keep those texts coming in, double eight, double three. Any questions you've got for Karma about the Chiefs or the All Blacks, or 0800 150 811 is the number to call. 0800 150 811. Karma, one man who uh, has been in the news, he's made the squad again, but it always gets a bit of good and bad is Sam Kane. What's your, what's your take on Sam Kane? Well, I love me an all-black skipper. Uh, And all-black skippers lead both on and off the field. Um, Mate, you try and rack your brains and tell me, Dean, Mm. or the listeners can ring up, when did Sam Kane have a bad game for the all-blacks? Very, very few, if Mm. ever. Mm. Uh, The guy's an absolute warrior, and I, I wish... If I, I wished anything from the weekend yeah. that Clayton and, and, and Getz could have thrown him on earlier uh, because he's the all-black captain, yeah. mate. He gets, he gets stuck in. Mm. He's a leader. He can test the breakdown. He, he controls the breakdown. He can slow uh, the breakdown. No, I, I love myself an all-black skipper. Uh, I, I love him in the seven jerseys. Clearly, he's got a hell of a lot of competition. Oh, yes. Uh, Papa Lee from the Blues is outstanding in what he, what he can do. Yeah. But... Um, to sit in the changing rooms, I think, and look across to a Sam Kane who's been there, done that, composed under pressure. Mm. He's shown some great leadership ability for the Chiefs when they've been under the pump and haven't gone away from what they're doing and they've got the win uh, that they needed. All of those attributes lead to becoming a good All Black. I mean, the difference between Super Rugby and, and the All Blacks, to me, is tenfold. You know, maybe the physicality's not different, right. Dean. Maybe the speed's... Not different, mm. but a test match is a test of your character. I mean, when we're talking Super Rugby, we're yeah. talking all the games yes. across the whole space of a week, right? When you're talking, let's say, All Blacks Island, mm. you're talking one game for a week. Yeah. And it's how these people handle that week determines how they play on a Saturday night. And a guy like Sam Keane, a guy like Sam Whitelock, who's done it for all of those times, we know as fans, but the coaches know that they will deliver on that Saturday.
they will put out the performance that we need in the All Black jersey. And I, that's, to me, why the Chiefs man um, and the All Black skipper should be there. Absolutely perfect. Keep those questions coming in, double eight, double three. Give us a call, 0800 150 811. We're going to take a break now. After that, we'll discuss the All Blacks a bit more and maybe recap the Chiefs' highs and lows for this season. Welcome back into Chiefs Mana. Dean Butler here tonight filling in for Ricardo Ball. Ian Jones is here with us. Karma, if you want to give him a text, please do so. Double eight, double three. Anything you want to ask, he's more than happy to come off the long run. Give us a call, 0800-150-811. And we've got a couple of texts here, uh, Carmo. Got one from Blackie in Perth. And Blackie says, how much sense does Carmo speak from red cards to not all blacks yet to pick guys in positions? Keep preaching, Carmo. <laughs> Cheers, Blackie. I just don't speak the Queen's English that well. But a bit of Apart from that, thanks very much, champ. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to hear it more fair, Blackie. I'll tell you that much for free. And here's a question for you from uh, Michael Carmo. The Chiefs players missed out from the All Blacks to be named possibly in the Maori All Blacks. That's from Michael. What do you think, Carmo? Yeah, well, Brad Weber absolutely has to be in line for that, doesn't mm. he? He may you know, play a real leadership role. And then that's what I said about you know Luke Jacobs and Brad Weber. The door's not closed on these guys. There are opportunities. There's a... The talk about a New Zealand A side going to, to South Africa during the course of the oh, year. Oh, really? So there's those opportunities over there to play um, South Africa A um, and possibly some of the Curry Cup sides. So there's those opportunities as well to kind of build experience, oh, build good. international experience. So yeah. the door is never closed. And, and, and remember, keep saying, you're only bloody one injury away from getting back in that team. So keep your head up, keep bloody working hard as as you should have been in the team or mm. you know, on the fringes. And if you if the phone call happens, you're ready to go. I think that's actually the silver lining come. Of course, for me, if I was a player, I'd rather be picked for a side where I know I'm going to start and to get a lot of game time than to maybe be picked for a bigger squad where I might get less game time. Do you think that's the same? Because you know Brad Webb's going to get a lot of game time. I don't with... think that because the All Blacks are the number one side, mate. That's <sighs> who you want to play okay. for. I hear you you want to be in the All Black team. I mean, no disrespect to the Māori All Blacks mm. or, or New Zealand A, and they are great pathways. Yes. And you'd be honoured to play on those teams. Of course you would. You'd, you'd give it 100. Totally. But, mate, you want to be in that All Black side. You want a chance of running out in a test match. Never... Never take them for granted. I always want to front up to a test match. That's why I think I'd do my head in this recent <laughs> rotation policy. If I was, you know, Dan Carter or Richard McCaw or whoever, yeah. and the coach says, hey, man, you, you need a rest. You're not playing this test match. I'd say, what? <laughs> I wanna, you want to play? Abs- I mean, they're, they're amazing uh, environments. So you want to play test matches, mate. Yeah. I, I, I want to play every game for the All Blacks. Um don't don't bring me off, man. No, just, <laughs> just let me play. So but that, that's but that's the era we're in. Yeah, it is the era, and you're absolutely right, Karma. Keep your texts coming in double eight double three. If you've got anything you want to ask Karma before we wrap up, we're here till uh, eight o'clock tonight. Uh, or give us a call 0800-150-811 Karma, is there anything else before we wrap up on the All Blacks that you want to mention about the squad that's been picked? Uh, is there anyone who is there a bolter for you? Is there someone? who uh, maybe, like Roger Tuovasashek, has got a lot of press lately. Um, your thoughts? I'm wrapped for him because the reason I'm wrapped for him, A, he comes from a rugby background. He does. The, he's the, the, he was a rugby player the, first. The, the guy knows rugby. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly to that, the guy's professional. Oh, absolutely. The, the guy's been around you know, the Warriors or, or league for a long, long time. He understands professional. He understands preparation. Mm. He understands big moments, and we see him in big moments, and he understands recovery. And no doubt yeah. he understands relaxation. All those great elements. Mm. When you're a young player, just feeling your way, 
in the game, you don't kind of fully understand what professionalism is all about. True. Um, and professionalism isn't just about getting the money. There's so much more to being a professional rugby player or a professional athlete. And Roger Tuovasashek knows that. He's well presented, yep. clearly well considered and, and thought. No, I've been, been mightily impressed. And, and look, Steen, I don't go into the details of what a great stepper he is or what's his distribution. We have all black coaches who absolutely pour their, their, their way oh, through yeah. all that and know what they're after more than what you and I. We, You, you and I as fans know what we're after. We want yep. a guy who's going to give it his guts and glory yep. and absolutely just go balls to the wall for 80 minutes. But the all black coaches or any coach needs a little bit more detail than just that, right? Um, That's not on the whiteboard, is it? <laughs> so, so I trust whoever the coach is at the time yeah. to pick his players. He picks his players. I'm 100% on board with those guys, and they'll get my backing all the way through. Yeah, no, good call, Karma. Okay, let's go back to the um, Chiefs. This is Chiefs Mana. Recap the Chiefs 2022 season. Are there, what's the highs for you, Karma, of the season? What's the lows for you for Chiefs this season? Well, the highs winning away on the road and, and, and round robin playing uh, that one. was that was a huge game and that was a big statement game, uh, really good for a lot of these players coming through. So mm. I think that would have to be uh, one of the highs. That that another high for me is that game Latoka, not that long ago. What an absolute banger of an occasion, you know. Yeah, we, we we got we got the result in the end, but the result actually the occasion oh. actually almost. Outstripped the result, and, and the guys had to dig really deep. You know, great the 16th game. man, great game. Uh, home advantage we talk about. Yeah, the crowd got themselves oh. involved. Momentum shifted. Yeah, but the guys dug really, really deep. So I think that was a highlight. That yes. was that was a great occasion. I yes. absolutely loved uh, that occasion. Uh, I also loved the occasion when we kicked off. Uh, because I think um, Western Force, Modern Pacific, couldn't we kicked off the Super Weekend? And I oh, know we, yeah, we, we set the tone too, in Melbourne yeah. too against uh, the Waratahs. So I thought that was a cool uh, weekend. I thought the Chiefs mentioned at the start of the show, Dean, were really good when they could build phases, apply pressure. Mm. Uh, early on, I thought they tried to play the high-risk, high-reward football and yep. we got unstuck a little bit. So they went back to this, really, this pressure building. I thought that was good. Um, had some concerns at the very start of the year about our depth at nine. Yeah. They were soon alleviated. I thought that young um, Ratamar and Xavier Rowe were good, so we got some depth there under yes. Brad Weather at nine, so I thought that was really important. Uh, Alex Nankerville needs, uh, need, needs to be talked about as, as, as form early on yeah. in the season. Uh, outstanding, played everywhere. I think it needs to be debriefed, though. It'll be really interesting to get the views of Clayton McMillan and the Chiefs setup mm. of why his form in the last four to five weeks has dropped away. You know, was it the minutes they had to play? Possibly. Was it too much responsibility? Was it having to play 12, 13, and 14? Because mm. um, he was outstanding yes. early on. He really, really was. But, I mean, his form actually from that Latoka game onwards wasn't kind of what uh, where it be. And there'll be a reason what, why has he been carrying an injury? Has something else kind of happened? Yeah. Um, Mentioned uh, when we we're talking to Paul, the development of Bryn Gatlin's game, I think, has been good. You know, he used to stand really deep, mm. uh, started to take it to the line a bit you know, to. And, and form a, a partnership with Quintu Pyre, which would be good. And, and you know, our Chiefs Mana were our ladies. We, we won the champ, mate. Yeah, we, we, we are the champ. Ladies. So, so the Chiefs have won a trophy. <laughs> um, and we'll hold that up proudly. And we should, I, I was stoked that that competition finally got up and yes, running. Yes, we all were. Um, mate, when, when you. 
when you showcase any new sport, any new competition, and, and, and the, the women's league is new, people get eyeballs will watch it. Yep, and that'll inspire the next generation, and and, and that'll bring real energy to, to our women's game. And the Rugby World Cup here is going to do exactly the same. Our ladies are going to be amazing it's ambassadors be massive. for our game. They they speak brilliantly. They play incredibly well and bring so much energy and passion to the game. So, look, it's it's it's. It's been a good season for the Chiefs. We, we made the semi-final. Yes. We, we've got plenty of All Blacks, which yeah. is the next pathway. Once more, our, our Chiefs Manawa, we got a trophy. We are the champs. Happy days in the Chiefs camp. <laughs> happy days. Happy. And look, you mentioned Lautoka, and let's mention the Drua and Moana Pacifica. The, the island teams, and like you say, if you go back to Fiji or Samoa, the fans there go mental for it. It's an occasion like no other. And they bring a new energy to this oh, competition, totally, which we need. Totally. A new perspective. A lot of New Zealand teams, rightly or wrongly, play pretty similar. Mm. Uh, and we, we want different players playing in our games and yeah. we want different matchups playing and we want us to go into the islands and, yeah. and play in different conditions and that's really important for us the fan base will grow and they'll love to see the the all black stars going over to Fiji we treated the same as the local stars yep. you know absolutely revered and that's great yeah. uh, that everyone loves the game of rugby I guess getting back to the Chiefs just the other comment we talked about you know McKenzie's in the world if we could do some recruitment Paul Made a good good, Ball, good point yeah, good at, at first of eight. I mean, I think Josh Iwani could be that guy. Uh, what AJ Lamb has been doing for, for the Blues, Goodness, uh, yes. he wouldn't be a bad shout uh, to get you know, a big, strong, really strong winger he's done uh, well. as a threat. You know, he's different than Sean Stevenson, I thought, um, important. And I like him. I know he's a Kiwi out of... Um, out of Christchurch, um, but that Charlie Gamble, who's uh, is an open side flanker or blind side flanker from New South Wales, mate, we should be keeping tabs on all of our Kiwi-born athletes, mm. uh, wherever they are in the world, absolutely, and just keep saying, "Hey, mate, this is always going to be an opportunity here at the Chiefs. We're going to be the best team to look after you to further your career in New Zealand. We are the number one franchise. We will host you. We are got the best supporters." the best grounds, we have the best culture and the best environment. This is where you come to further your career. Come back to New Zealand. The door's open. Crikey. Hamilton will love you. Where do I sign, Carmo? <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I, I'm bloody in, mate. You're not, actually. <laughs> but, 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 Dean, that's just my opinion. Nah, uh, nah well know, said, man. Well Warren said. Ga- Warren Gatlin may see something other attributes in you that he likes. <laughs> I personally don't. Look, Carmo, but, but, if you... You know... <laughs> If you've got any last texts, please do it now. Double eight, double three. We'll be back after this break with a wrap up um, of the year and Carmo's uh, predictions for 2023. Welcome back into Chiefs Mana. Dean Butler with you here tonight for Lennon for Ricardo Ball. Ian Jones is here. If you've got any last minute texts, do it now. Double eight, double three. And um, Carmo, this is the final Chiefs Mana for the year. We've got down here your bold predictions for 2023. If you've got any bold predictions, please let us know. And also, if there's anything else that you want to, to say to the fans, to the listeners for the last Chiefs Man of the Year. Yeah, thanks very much, Dean. I don't have any bold predictions because all my predictions re- revolve around the Chiefs winning <laughs> Super Rugby. <laughs> I don't know how bold that is. That's fairly damn well, predictable. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> really, but no, yeah. it's just been a wonderful opportunity to me to reconnect with a team I, I, and my family greatly love. Yes. Uh, play for the Chiefs personally between 96 uh, when Super Rugby first kicked that off and we were North Harbour the then. That was the kickoff, yeah. Yeah, and Brad Morant was was a coach, and then through to '99 when I left New Zealand Rugby when I played overseas for four years. So those, that time there, we did 
a lot of groundwork. We did a lot of communing. It was it was a different a different environment. But players, uh, the All Black coach was was my first five eight back in the day. Oh, Ian Foster. That's right. It was wonderful to be able to play alongside uh, Ian Foster to to you know to spend time with the not just the Hamilton but Thames Valley, the Swamp Foxes, the Bay of Plenty. Oh, they were all of in course, there too. Of course, they're yeah. all part of, of what we're doing. Uh, ah. Northland. Uh, and North Harbour back in the day. So the Chiefs mean a lot to me, mean a lot to my family. Uh, we're all Chiefs fans. And the, the ability to come on this new show, and I congratulate uh, SENZ to do shows from all these franchises because we can be very biased oh, on the show. 100%. There should be no question about being Absolutely. biased. Don't make any apologies no. about that. But to reconnect, not just, I've always been connected with the, the fans, but just to chat Chiefs all the time and yeah. to watch their development during the year, to, to chat to some of the players, which has been wonderful um, to be able to reconnect like that. So you um, still have those connections with all the, the – the, it's, it's deep with you. Oh, absolutely yeah. deep with me. Look, because the Chiefs gave me a, a, a great ability to remain in New Zealand rugby, to mm. play professional rugby, which is great, and to stay in the All Blacks. I mean, yeah. it was an absolute great pathway. Um, and, yeah, the Chiefs will always be my side. Awesome. Uh, no question about that. I, I'm – Forever indebted uh, to to playing for the Chiefs and, uh, and love uh, my time with the Chiefs and and, and, and always wish them uh, all the very best and, and very proud when a Chief then becomes an All Black because oh, that's the pathway we always need. Um, yeah. this, this is the foundation. This is where you learn your craft. This is where you learn to be professional. And then you know if you're good enough, you make that step up. So I congratulate those Chiefs All Blacks. Uh, wish the All Blacks, of course, uh, all the very very best. Really looking forward to to going to Eden Park. Second uh, of July, so taking my daughter to a full house, so we're going to have a great oh, occasion. Good. I love going as a fan. Yeah. I love watching the team play. I'm not a great uh, watcher Aren't of rugby because once more, my, my gut just kind of tight. turned tight. Oh. You know, you you you, you kind of <laughs> you're moving around kind of every knock. But I'm really, I never wanted to play for the All Blacks once I finished playing. Really, I had a wonderful time and, yeah. and finished my career. But I'm so proud when they do run out because I understand what's going through their mind, yeah, of uh, the work that they've done to kind of get there and to the team mm. and what they're thinking when they kind of run out through the tunnel. And I often talk about this, the difference, Dean, to me between a good All Black, and they're all good players, yes, right? Yes, of course. And a great All Black is when you see them run out of the tunnel and how they handle that moment. Yeah. Because it's a moment like none other, running out into an atmosphere, how you soak that up, how you handle it. And then you hear you go and do what you do, which has become a rugby player. Um, so, yeah, good luck to the Chiefs, uh, of course, next year. Good luck to all the, the All Blacks, of course, who we need to talk about. And thank you very much to uh, SENZ for uh, hosting and allowing me to chat Chiefs Mana. There you go. Thank you very much, Carmo. We look forward to it again uh, next season. Coming up after eight, we're going to focus on all things uh, netball. Centre pass with uh, Storm Purvis. Cheers, Carmo. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you much. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.